0: Treasures from so we can see. Hi,
1: boys and girls, and welcome to Treasures from the Bible. I'm Maria, and today we're going to look at the giants who lived in the days of Noah before Noah entered the ark on the 17th day of the second month. So grab your Bibles and come on and join us.
2: Let's race. Hey, slow down a bit. We might run into a pedestrian. Look
1: how fast I can go, Mr. Gunther. There's
2: the van up ahead. Whoa!
1: Mr. Gunther, are you
0: okay?
2: I I think so, Nehemiah.
0: Wow, Grandpa. You flew right Uh, over those handlebars. Maybe next time you shouldn't wear your robe when you ride your bike.
2: Oh, what would your grandmother think? Here, look. Let's go back to the beach home so I can change. Um, did you boys see what I did with the van keys? Nope, I didn't. My bike is all bent up. I guess I'll have to walk back to the van to see if I drop the keys along the way. They must have fallen out of my pocket or something.
0: I'll come with you, Grandpa. Me too.
2: Okay, let's go.
0: Look at that
1: huge ship over there. It's big like Noah's Ark. And look, there are people
0: building it on dry ground. Nehemiah, did you know about the giants that lived in Noah's day? Giants, really? Mr. Gunther, can you tell us about giants?
2: Sure, Nehemiah. In Genesis 6-4, we read that there were giants in the earth. In those days and also after that, these were mighty men of old, which were men of renown.
1: So what does renown mean?
2: Renown, Nehemiah, is also translated as name and has the idea of being famous. The phrase men of the name is pointing to leaders in the church who come under the wrath of God despite being identified with him. The word giants is from the Hebrew word nephilim,
1: Wait a minute. I thought giants were fairy tales.
2: No, Nehemiah. The Bible talks about giants who are mighty men of the name. This particular Hebrew word for giants in Genesis 6 is found in only one other place in the Old Testament in Numbers 13.33.
0: Here's the van, Grandpa. Look, there's a note on the windshield.
2: Um, let me see it. Says I think we have your keys, Ocean City Beach Police Department. Oh great! Come on, boys. I think we're going to have to walk down to the police department. It gives an address here. Let's see. Um, wait, I know this address, but unfortunately, it's on the other side of town, boys.
1: We'll go with you so we can keep asking questions about the giants. Can you tell us about the giants you found in numbers thirteen?
2: Sure, Nehemiah, the Nephilim, or the giants that we find in Numbers 13, has to do with the time in Bible history when the Israelites were wandering in the wilderness. Do you remember that?
0: Yes, but how long were they in the wilderness for?
2: For 40 years, Jacob.
0: Why 40 years?
2: Actually, this verse is telling us the reason why they had to wander in the wilderness for 40 years. You see, Joshua, Caleb, and the heads of each of the twelve tribes of Israel were sent by God to search out the promised land, the land of Canaan.
0: Why was it called the promised land?
2: You see, God promised Abraham in Genesis 15 that his seed, who is the Lord Jesus Christ, would possess the land of Canaan, which is actually a picture of heaven or the kingdom of God. The physical land of Canaan was made up of ten nations, including the Rephaims, which is another name for the giants.
1: Were there lots of giants in the Bible?
2: Yes, Nehemiah. One group of giants were the Anakims. When the twelve spies spied out the land for forty days, it was the time of the first ripe grapes. The men brought back a cluster of grapes, pomegranates, and figs. Now, except for Joshua and Caleb, the other ten spies gave an evil report of the land of Canaan. They said that this is not a land of milk and honey. There we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which come of the giants. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight." Well, here we are at the police station. Uh, May I help you? Uh, yes, I have a note from Officer Stewart. He says he thinks he has my car keys. Uh, Sorry, the office is closed today. Officer Stewart won't be in until Monday. But, Officer, we're from two families, the Matthews and the Gunthers. We're staying at a beach house and we borrow these bikes to ride to our van because no parking is allowed near the beach house. We're scheduled to check out later today and there's another family that is scheduled to move in. I really need the keys in order to drive nine hours back to New Garden, Ohio where we live. Can you do anything to please help us? (sighs) Okay, follow me. This is the evidence room.
0: Wow, look at all those bags of guns and knives. Hey, look, are those the van keys?
2: Yes, Jacob, those look like my keys.
1: I wonder why they're in an evidence bag. Well, we have to keep track of uh, everything that comes in
2: here, so we have a date on the bag and where it came from. Well, boys, are you ready for the long walk back to the beach house? and then an even longer drive back to Ohio?
0: I guess so. Mmm, sure.
1: Mr. Gunther, could you finish telling us more about the Giants?
2: We have to gather evidence or clues in the Bible, Nehemiah, just like all those baggies we saw in the evidence room at the police station. In Amos 2, 9 and 10, it talks about how God destroyed the Amorite before the people of Israel. Now, these Amorites were very tall, like the height of the cedars, and they were a mighty, strong people. They were strong as the oaks. The Israelites got scared when they saw how big they were instead of trusting that God would help them defeat them just like God had said.
1: Can you read those verses in your little pocket Bible, Mr. Gunther?
2: Why, sure, Nehemiah. Here. Um, I'd be happy to. Let's see, Amos 2, verses 9 and 10. Yet destroyed I the Amorite before them, whose height was like the height of the cedars, and he was strong as the oaks. Yet I destroyed his fruit from above, and his roots from beneath. Also, I brought you up from the land of Egypt, and led you forty years through the wilderness. To possess the land of the Amorite.
1: Where is the land of the Amorite, Mr. Gunther?
2: Good question, Nehemiah. It's the promised land, or the land of Canaan, which is also called the land of milk and honey, which is a picture of the true gospel that gives eternal life.
0: Oh, I see now. Thanks. Grandma's having us memorize Psalm 135 and 136. That talks about Sihon, king of the Amorites, and Og, king of Bashan.
2: Sihon and Og were two famous giant kings, Jacob. In the Bible, God talks about the Oaks of Bashan, and the Amorites were also from Bashan.
1: Why does the Bible talk so much about giants, Mr. Gunther?
2: Well, Nehemiah, God speaks about them as a picture of the churches or the local congregations that would eventually come under the authority of Satan. In the Bible, the church is also called Babylon.
0: Grandma says that the days just before the rapture on May 21st, 2011, are just like the days of Noah. Does that mean that there are giants living today?
2: Yes, spiritually speaking, Jacob, there are people that call themselves Christians, but are not really children of God. They are the pastors or elders or theologians that 2 Corinthians 11. Thirteen through 15 speaks about. Here, I'll read it. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness whose end shall be according to their works you see satan's messengers are people that are in the churches and in the world who look very much like they are christians they claim the bible they claim the name of christ that is they call themselves christians and they are nice people in mark 13:6 jesus said For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many.
1: Well then, what's the problem?
2: They have a do-it-yourself gospel, Nehemiah. They are actually worshipping Satan, but they don't know it. The two giant kings, Og and Sihon, and the wilderness journey that is talked about in Nehemiah 9, Psalm 135, Psalm 136 in Numbers and in Amos is a parable speaking about the church age.
0: I know what a parable is. It's an earthly story with a heavenly meaning.
2: Yes, the entire Old Testament is an earthly story that talks about the church age, the period of time that began shortly after Jesus went up to heaven and lasted for 1,955 years. The church age is very important to God. The giants lived in the days when wicked and ungodly people lived. Jude also talks about these ungodly sinners. Jude is the short book right before the book of Revelation.
1: Did these giant stories really happen?
2: Yes, they are part of history. God used the history of the Israelites 40 year journey in the wilderness as a picture of the Church Age.
0: It looks like we come to the end of a nettle program. For a free CD of today's program, please write to Treasures from the Bible in care Family Radio, Oakland, California, 94621 USA. Today's program is titled Mighty Men of the Name.
2: May God richly bless you with His salvation.
0: Thanks for listening
1: and be sure to tune in next week when we learn something new from the Bible. Bye-bye.
0: Thank